All right, here with Jeff Fell from Quest Management Company. Uh, welcome. Thanks, Matt. It's great to see you. Yeah, and I'll say I remember the first time we spoke was at the beginning of my rooted journey, like three and a half years ago. And even the first time I interacted with you, I'm like, "Ooh, this guy's a little different. This guy's different." Uh, you have uh, you have good good energy, and you're. Uh, I think it's easy. Mm, choose my words carefully. I feel like for buyers, people or people in a buying role, it can be easy to maybe, I don't know, not be as thoughtful and like, you know, with sellers and stuff. And you've always been really thoughtful and thorough. And once again, you've a good, good energy and presence. So I'm psyched to chat with you today. So yeah, what's, what's your intro? What's your, what's your deal? Where do you live? Who do you work for? What are you passionate about? Yeah, so I'm I'm Chef Jeff, as they say. Uh, I'm in the Chicago land market. Um, my home is actually East Central Illinois, so grew up on tiny little tiny little farm. Um, currently working for Quest Food Management as senior culinary director, and then additionally I do some uh, video work for Embacus Digital Media. Cool. So you guys and you guys are managing the operations of college of schools from K through 12, the private high school and college university. Yes. Yep. 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 We got K-12 higher education and then some business and dining in there as well. And how long have you been connected with dining operations for those type of accounts for education? Uh, That's yeah, that's been our history, right? That's K-12 was the bread and butter. And then we brought on, started bringing on colleges and that's where I really got my, my start. uh, And how long have you been with Quest? Seven years. Seven years. Cool. So in seven years, what's been the noticeable difference of what's wanted by students and what's not wanted? Like what's what's kind of faded and what's what's like just screaming as a on trend and wanted now? Yeah, I think where things are trending or what I've seen anyways, is that I think students, you got a new wave and a new era coming in, right? Um, As the younger generations are now getting into college. They're wanting that clean, simple food and not to mention a lot of plant-based or alternatives, right? It doesn't have to be plant-based, but what are the alternatives? What is, what is new? And really they're on trend with things like uh, sweet greens or um, there's another concept out there. Kava. Yes, kava. Thank you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that's, that's where it seems to be, right? Um, we have this mantra, less is more. And so it seems like they're wanting just simple. I think it's getting back to kind of the, no pun intended, the roots of food, yeah. right? Simple, well-cooked, no flashy uh, games. Just let's have some really good, simple cooked food with some new technology, new innovation in the space. So where do you go to for inspiration? Like, what do you find is trending? I mean, like, is it like, going out to eat like and 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 seeing what like the fast casuals or is there publications or is it just like surveys with the students like how do you how do you know what yeah yeah so i use you know food service management magazine's a great one right they usually show what's trending what's going on and then honestly really it's looking with within the network right like what you guys do and some of the brands you do and what is posted right it's like wait that piques my interest what is that this is kind of new and really what I've done over the years is really kept close with a lot of the brokers to see what, you know, they kind of know the need and, hey, we have something new coming out. You want to give it a shot, right? And it's just kind of that trial and fire of, I tried this and that's not going to work. Gave me something else. 
oh my God, I, I think there's a time and a space for this and it's going to be coming. It's how do we figure that out? So do you ever find that there is a loud minority with students for what they want? And if so, like, how do you make, yeah, how do you, how do you deal with that? Or is that the yeah. case? Yeah, it always is the case. I, I okay. think anyways, right? Because it's always the squeaky wheel, right? Gets the yes. attention. Um, but I think what the goal is or what we should be doing is really how do you incorporate that into the everyday dining experience, right? So it's not a separate station or concept, which I know is done, but how do we integrate what's out there and what students are wanting into the everyday you know, menu that we're developing, right? If they want less allergens, right? There's a lot of allergies on the, on the ramp. You know, my little guy can't do dairy. It's just, it's just a natural thing. So how do we eliminate those naturally without sacrificing the quality of the food that we're serving? <clears throat> All right, let's shift to buyer seller relationship. So what email lands as like not even like the products a fix maybe it is maybe it isn't but like what kind of email lands at like you're like oh i'm gonna respond to this versus like and eh, this is more not like actual spam but like and eh, this feels more spammy and like i'm good like what advice would you give to sellers of yeah like actually yeah so you know when emails come through and it's like a cold email Usually the things that I, you know, I kind of will skim. Obviously the subject line is pretty important to just kind of catch the original eye. And then if you click on it, you, I mean, maybe in my experience, I can kind of tell if it's just auto-generated because a lot mm -hmm. of folks use auto-generated sales pitch stuff. And then it goes right in the, in the, in the dump. Mm -hmm. But if it feels, feels realistic, like, Hey, I work with so-and-so, this may not be a fit. We've got some products. Take a look. If you're interested, great. If not cool, understand. So kind of that less like, aggressive attack, I guess, I would say that it's kind of like, hey, we've got products. If it's a fit, great. If not, cool. Um, and also yeah. people that are always like, I got to, we got to meet up, right? Like that's kind of a turnoff. Like, hey, just because you want to meet up and show me stuff, that doesn't mean right now is the right time for me. So if it's kind mm -hmm. of on my, a buyer's term, it feels more inviting to be like, all right, let me reach back out to them. Yeah. So yeah. So as far as like, asking for an in-person because I'm <laughs> I'm in that like right as a seller there always has to be that call to action and like for me like just sending samples like we do it all the time but it's just like and eh, there's no connection or umph there so do you think like asking like I give them the option like if you be you know if you're up for an in-person or virtual great and or can I send you samples like do you think it's fair to ask for that in person with an initial email um I or think it's I think it's fine to ask for it initially, right? I don't think there's any harm in that. But I think as long as you give the options of like, hey, I would love to get some stuff to you, test it out on your terms and your time. Let me know mm -hmm. if you would like me to come in and talk more. I'd be happy to have, you know, one of my sales guys or gals mm -hmm. or myself to come out and talk. Because again, then it leaves it kind of open-ended and it's not a like, again, some sales folks just are, it's like, we have to meet. If I'm going to show you the product, I got to show it to you in person. Totally. And, you know, a lot of people just, they get busy with the day to day and they just, they don't necessarily maybe have the time to sit down and commit that time. But if at least we can get the products to look at, we can then, totally. if it, if it piques the interest, at least again, from my end, I like to build those connections. I want to yeah. get to know who, who's behind the products, even if it's again, that broker, what do they represent? Who are they as a person? And do I even want to work with them to yeah. be honest? Cause there's been 
brokers in the space that we've got multiples for different states or for different distributors. And I want to work with some and, and others. I don't, even though they're representing the same lines, just because of who they are, what they represent and how they handle, handle them. Totally. It's the same thing, right? If you're buying a car insurance, it's like, you just want to work with someone who you just like trust and like, right. And is like thorough. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Christy always makes fun of me, our VP, because I am obsessed with subject lines, but you brought it up and not me. So what, like, what lands, like, first of all, do you like, does it feel more spammy or more genuine if you see, I guess it matters what comes after, but if you see your name in the subject line, like if I was like, hey, like, hey, Jeff, innovative, better for you products, like, would that be, yeah, what, 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 what's a, what's a good subject line and what's a instant delete? That's a good question. I think if they put my name, usually it's kind of a instant delete because then it feels like it was auto-generated. Like they pulled my mm -hmm. information off of some database, they have it auto-populating. And so it's putting in the subject line because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel personable. What usually lands for me is if they've done their homework and they mm -hmm. kind of know what we're about, what we're looking for. And it's kind of like, you know, certain products or touches like, hey, check this out. Um, it, it can go kind of one way or the other, right? I don't know if there's like one like solid subject line. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got to open that. But if my name is in it, usually that's a telltale yeah. sign that it's auto-generated. Interesting. Unless it's for me. <laughs> I love putting people's. For some reason, I'm just like, I want to connect. I'm going to put your name. But that that's interesting because I, I maybe I'm off. But yeah, I love, like when we do it, like just more thoughtful. Like it's fun and interesting to spend. Like I was on a another management company. And I was just spent some time on their website. I'm like, Oh, really cool. You guys do cage free eggs and like mention a few things. And it's just like feels even if you whiff right with the email, it just like feels better to just like spend it. And it's not even that long, a handful of minutes, just to like get to know who you're reaching out to. Um, that or that, or, you know, I was just thinking, or some sort of reference, like if that, you know, somebody that knows said buyer, right. To be like, mm -hmm. Hey, so I spoke so-and-so they said they knew you, right. Because you, it's all about relationships. Right. And I'm usually more apt to be like, Hey, if, if so-and-so said, right. And they got a good reputation to talk to them, I'm going to probably have a conversation or I'm going to take that more, more serious, like, you know, reaching out, you know, I, I were mutual friends with so-and-so, or I know so-and-so. They said to reach out, you'd be a good person to talk to. That usually interests me instantly. And I want to get back and connect and be like, all right, this makes sense. 100%. Whenever you can warm it up, that's gold. Um, so the last time I saw you, actually, when I met you in, in person, it was at NRA. So let me ask you, just getting into a buyer's mind, so interesting. So when you're walking a show, what's a turn off like right if someone's just like hey like what what like if like for me if i see well, a juicy batch like i'm right if i'm gonna be honest and direct like i'm not there to like chat it up with some random consumer or someone like i am there like i'm a full hawk mode like mm -hmm. i'm i am badges when i see a juicy badge right can't be too aggressive but like i will i will see them several booths down and like like I'll, I'll be front of booth and i'll be like hey like hey jeff how's it going like do you have, do you have a quick minute like i'll come in like aggressive and try to be chill like what do you like what stops yeah what's too aggressive and what what works trying to grab you walking the show florida 
Uh, shout. I, I think what grabs me is there's obviously certain sectors we're there to look at and see, right? And so I may spend a little bit more time, but you know, I think when whoever's at a booth has something to offer and can say we've got X, Y, or Z, it is sometimes when the people will just come up. Uh, this is happens in the POS section <laughs> where every booth you walk by there. Totally. Hey, you want to take a look at my POS? Yeah. You look at my POS, and you're just kind of like leave back off. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Ignore you. I'm literally just going to cold shoulder you and just yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if they're like, hey, we've got, I think actually like the plant sector this year did a really good job um, at the NRA of the area and, mm-hmm. and folks doing a good job with their their display. So I think really a lot of what draws you know me in anyways is a really well thought out display that drives me to the booth mm-hmm. versus someone coming out to grab me to say, oh, can we talk? But because mm-hmm. it's if I'm looking at it and they're like, oh, hey, is any of this makes sense or kind of more casual, then mm-hmm. I'm more apt to be like, if I engage and say, actually, yes, like I actually mm-hmm. want to know more about this, then it's full blown conversation. But it's when I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, we're just kind of looking this, this, I don't know if this really is a fit, but then they want to keep pushing. Then it's kind of like internally you shut down, you kind of let them do their spiel and then move on, which is a waste for, yep. you know, uh, a seller's time. Totally. Um, all right. Out of these attributes, let's see how many I can think of, which are, which are, it, let's say a brand had all these attributes and they were going to reach out to a buyer in the in the education space, and two of them are most important now: minority or women owned, local, sustainable, upcycled, which is sustainable, uh, keto, clean label, allergen friendly. I'm just riffing on a few. Or like, what are, what are the top two plant based? Like, what are the top two? buzzwords right now that if you if that brand is attached to those buzzwords they should mention them to a college university oh if it's cnu local yeah and allergen friendly top nine i don't know what the verbiage is now right a lot of people Mm -hmm. are going to that top top nine allergen free um but that right now is pretty pretty top of mind for a lot of universities yeah cool all right so shifting uh plant-based what yeah what's faded in plant-based where should plant-based be growing is it a loud minority like where's plant-based at in your eyes in your world i think where plant is or plant-based products is where do those folks provide value and not just replacing an animal protein or trying to mimic because let's let's be honest right Vegetarians and vegans mostly don't want to eat a meat product or anything that tastes like meat for whatever reason, right? So how do you mimic something that maybe is a substitute or replacement? Like I've seen on the market now, um, you know, non-chicken chicken broths, right? If it's as good as the real thing, but we can eliminate potentially a kid who can't have that because of whatever dietary restriction, that's a, that's a big win, right? If it's at the right price point, right? If we can mimic the real thing and nobody knows, what's no harm, no foul, right? So I think things that can kind of just weave in to the everyday diet are where things are starting to go. You know, there was the big, the big boom with, you know, beyond and impossible. And I think it kind of dipped down, but I think it's back on the rise more than people want to admit, especially because they're getting cleaner. They're getting just overall better, right? Because the original innovations were just terrible, just (laughs) terrible for you. And it was all so much science, which I love tech. I love science, but when there's, Still an ingredient panel that's this long. Totally. Nobody nobody wants to eat it. That person that's trying to eat cleaner or change out some things in their diet, they're just like, yeah, I can't pronounce half the stuff in this. What am I actually eating? Whereas if you get into 
something like, again, I don't want to name drop, but like a Dr. Prager's, which is really clean, yeah. right? And is, is veggies. And it's like, nope, it's four ingredients. Totally. Now, now you've got a valid, a valid argument for, for your product. Yeah. hundred percent. So labor shortage is a major issue. I, I hosted a panel at Expo East with some heavy hitters from Sodexo Innovation, the head chef at Cisco Corporate, just some heavy hitters. And I asked them as well. I'm like, you know, I had a bunch of topics and I'm like, what do you guys want to talk about? They're like labor shortage and what we're doing about it, <laughs> uh, which is not like, yeah, yeah. So where thoughts on labor shortage, how you're trying, how you're addressing it, equipment, like how, yeah. I, I personally think technology in the kitchen is going to be the way forward as, and I'm not talking, it's great. And all the flippy robots and the coffee making machines, they're so expensive that, you know, most people can't afford it, but how do we supplement with some of the everyday equipment, your ovens, blast chillers, uh, reduce oxygen packaging machines, some of that kind of stuff that we can reduce buying, reduce labor because we can increase what we're doing, right? As chefs would say, one thing at one time, like don't be jumping around. Let's get everything sliced and then let's dice it. You don't go through every product doing, you know, slice to dice. So how do we integrate some of that technology into the kitchens that make it foolproof that you don't need necessarily culinarians or people that have as much experience operating it? If we can preset, right? A lot of the ovens now, um, the, the big guys, right? It's all programmable. You can have everything set in there where it simply is, Betty, the lunch cook, all I need you to do is press this button, load the food. It'll tell you when it's done and then pull it out and let's serve it to the kids because it's got the technology built inside of it. So we, in my opinion, we got to get more technology into these kitchens. So that way we don't particularly need as many skilled culinarians. You're still going to need folks, you know, driving the operation that have that skill to kind of set it up and know what they're looking for. But then again, you can supplement with less skilled you know, the everyday person that maybe just needs a job or needs something part-time, you can supplement with that. And then the other bit of equipment can actually offset the number of people you need in the kitchen to get particular jobs done. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, all right. Some geeked out chef foodie questions. Cause it's fun. Uh, if you could eat dinner in any country tonight, where would you be dining? Any country. Tonight, Spain. What Happy meal? Spain. Why? I don't know if there's a particular meal. I just want to yeah. run, go around the entire country and just eat tapas. Yeah, yeah. Fit. All night, yeah. right? Small, small plates. Fill me up. Give me the fresh seafood. Give me what yeah. you know. Flavor has to offer. What cookbook have you spent the most time with? And then, what cookbooks your new love? I don't use cookbooks to be honest, the way of the web and technology it's, mm-hmm. I use a lot of AI. And so mm-hmm. if there are things that I'm thinking of, I'll just simply type into AI. This is what I'm hungry for. This is what I've got. Give me some meal options. And AI, even... AI spits it all out for you. And then you can say, all right, I need this for my family of four. Can you please give it to me in a grocery list format and recipes? And it'll spit all of it out for you. And I can say, give me it in printable format. I can literally hit print if I wanted it. Or I can then send that to my phone. And when I go to the grocery store, I can get what I want. Uh, when you were in Chicago, where'd you, or Chicago, or when you travel, like what's, what do you, what do you search when you're with buddies or colleagues going out to eat? Like, it, do you find dining? Is it just like low, is it street food, local? 
what do you what do you search for? How are you like is it TripAdvisor? Like how do you find where you're gonna eat? Usually, yeah, I'll hit up the you know the Yelps of the world or whatever. Look at some reviews, right? But I'm usually looking for recommendations. If if somebody's been there or to that area and kind of tested the waters, and they're like, you've got to go here, then then that's where we go, right? I, I'm a big recommendation type person, and if they're recommending it, you know, and I trust them and have a good relationship, then I'm going to go there. But if it's just kind of got to figure it out, you know, I'm, I may look for the hole in the wall type place that isn't probably, you know, fine dining is great and all, but you know, you got to have the time, the money, the energy. And when you're on the road, you just usually don't have that kind of time. So let's find just a good pizza joint. I'm a, I'm a pizza head. I love pizza. Give me a good pizza pie yeah. and, and, and I'm good. What's your ideal? What, what What's an ideal slice, like super thin or what, like, and, and are you cheese? What are you, what are you going to order more off than not? Yeah. So there's this place. Um, it's kind of a thinner style. I'm going to give them a shout out. They're called Puccini's and they're in the Indianapolis market. So when I was over there and it, it's the one market that like pizza is, I'm going to be honest, is not the greatest in that market. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we found it. There's like two locations and their, their pizza is just out of this world. It's a thinner, I think it's a wood fire or, or that style, style pizza, but I'm a, give me, I want pepperoni, mushroom, bacon that's that's my go-to pizza and wings blue cheese or ranch or neither both i like both honestly probably blue cheese over ranch if they've got it i'll go blue cheese uh but i'll do both yeah i'm an aggressive blue cheese person i have a place by uh do you have you been to portsmouth do you would you ever get the oh man there's a place uh, i'm in 30 minutes south of it in uh it's like this just badass ramen place and they do these Gucci Jang wings that are like aggressively saucy. You have to like hide your way when you're going to the bathroom to clean yourself up and they have a homemade blue cheese. That in itself is a meal. Uh, I love blue cheese with wings. You can't go wrong with blue cheese. You just can't. Yeah. Um, I love it. All right. Cool. Um, well, thank you very much for the conversation. And yeah, thanks for being a thoughtful, thoughtful, high vibe, good person out there. Yeah. And I appreciate you, your team. I mean, you've got, I'm going to give a shout out. Cal is amazing. Christy's amazing. Your entire team is amazing. I mean, just the connectivity that you build with your, your clients that there's no salesy. It's like, this is what we got. If it's a fit, great. If not cool, then the next thing comes, I got you, but you've got a phenomenal team. Thank you so much. I'm going to laugh to myself right now because <laughs> as we get ready to post a podcast, this, uh, what are we on, Riverside, like gives you a bunch of clip options. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, would it, be, would it be unfair to choose that, that clip? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Again, like I love working with you guys again, even when we uh, met back, back, back in the day, you know, it just, there was synergy. It just made sense. And ever since then, I've always, yeah. I always, I always keep tabs. Cause I'm like, you just, you just never know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Um, all right. We're, we're good. And you, uh, peop, uh, a shout you want to give your, your, you post every once in a while on, on LinkedIn you're, you're there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh LinkedIn, just Jeff Fell, um, post a lot of, again, a lot of the video work that, that I've been working on and doing with Embacus Digital Media. So, you know, if you like any of that work and are interested, you know, just uh, go, to, go to my LinkedIn and, and you can see all, all that content. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Take care.